0: What's up, everybody? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 183 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. And our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I literally bit the side of my cheek as I was giving that intro, but I did not even stop. I dealt with the pain because when you podcast as hard as I do, you know, you just can't stop. You can't stop it. You, You all know that when you bite your cheek, that shit hurts. Welcome to episode 183. We have got a very nice, beefy interview for you with uh, Fit for a King. Dan Boyer, our Canadian contributor, recently talked to the band when he attended uh, their performance, and I am very excited to share that with everybody. Before we get there, we are going to play one song from one band. Now, this band is they were featured on our bands. People tweet at me, Spotify playlist, and a lot of the time, most of the time, I open up that playlist uh, to voting. So every other week, I put 20 of my favorite bands on this playlist that you all tweet me about, and then I usually open it up for you all to vote, and then I pick the top bands, and then I feature them here on Adobe Radio. I didn't open up the voting this time because I wanted to put my own spotlight on a band that just so happened to be tweeted at me. There's a lot of moving pieces with this band that's, uh, there. it's just, I'm hearing a lot about them, so I wanted to present them to you all. I haven't even told you what this band is yet. I hope you're really excited. This is teasing. I'm teasing. That I mean, no, I'm not teasing Is I am going to play a song, but I'm teasing me playing That song, it's podcast magic. So the band is In Case We Crash. Now, two circumstances uh, brought them to my attention. The first was the band's people tweeted me Spotify playlist. And if you all want to join in on that fun, at Spin Thoughts on Twitter is how you do it. So one of you brought to my attention this band In Case We Crash. I listened to their song Misty May I. I really liked it and decided that it was going to be one of the 20 on this week's Bands People Tweet at Me Spotify playlist. Right around the same time, Dan, the contributor that we're going to be hearing from later when he talks to Fit for a King, he also just recently brought to my attention that In Case We Crash is releasing uh, a new album, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment, and I I think Dan's reviewing it, so keep your eyes out on the website, com. So this band's been kind of brought to me multiple times, and now I'm going to pay it forward and bring them to you. Everybody, this is the newest song from In Case We Crash. It is Misty May I. So that was Misty May I from In Case We Crash. And obviously you've got the Pokemon vibes going on throughout that song. You've got to check out this music video that corresponds with the song. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, just to paint the picture very, very lightly so that I don't give any spoilers, the band is dressed up as ash misty and pikachu so if that doesn't get you ready to go and watch this video i don't know what is going to now the band is releasing a new album it's an ep in case we crash is dropping acoustic education on august the 9th of 2019 that's this year that's this friday that's probably already out by now Because if you didn't listen to this at the midnight premiere on Adobe, number one, we're still friends, but number two, then this is in the past, and right now you're living in the future, and I'm saying hello to you, and I'm also advising you go listen to Acoustic Education, the new EP from In Case We Crash. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at Midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is TheSpinningThoughts.com. Now, before we dive into a few more things here with Fit for a King, I just want to touch base on something that's been ongoing here at Spinning Thoughts. I want to be transparent and give some updates, so about a month ago, I... Uh, started to talk about opening up uh, spots for contributors here at Spinning Thoughts, really to focus on album reviews and concert reviews, and maybe more opinionated stuff. I would like to lean into that, but always I want things to just be, uh, just very positive and neutral, and 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 just supportive to the community. So uh, in the process, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people submitted. I'm not joking, and that is part of the reason, if not most of the reason, why. This is taking me so damn long to get through this process of reviewing. I am looking at every submission, and there's a lot of things that go into this decision. You know, uh, there's a great team right now that exists. We are a family, and I want to make sure that everybody uh you know just would mesh together you know uh not everybody not everybody can uh not everybody can always mesh and that's okay you know what i mean uh and i'm just really proud of this community and it's really great and and i'm i treat it with caution and i think that that's a good thing So I also uh, I want to respond to everybody who submitted, and and I don't, you know, I want to do that kind of all at the same time. So I'm formulating uh, my my messages while I'm trying to figure out how many people we're going to be bringing on and who that's going to be. I also just, you know, want to say that uh, in this process, uh, both Danny and Meredith, who who I love dearly, they are going to be spreading their wings and flying and soaring and. Uh, I think that they're heading into, like, uh, finishing out their their college degrees, which is fucking awesome. And so uh, for the time being, moving forward, you know, we are saying goodbye to their contributions here at Spinning Thoughts. And I just wanted to say thank you to both of them uh, for the good times. And you always got a friend here and uh, you know that I love you so uh, we've got a lot going on we've got new members that are about to be coming in please be patient if you are somebody who submitted please be patient if you want to know just because you're nosy I don't care I like that about you Uh, updates are coming very soon the energy the passion the optimism it is here it is alive and I am stoked Before we hear from Fit for a King, we're going to listen to a song of theirs right now. The song is When Everything Means Nothing from Fit for a King.
1: Ones and zeros fill my eyes. I'm supposed to be like everybody else A prisoner
0: So that was when Everything Means Nothing from Fit for a King. It's off their latest album, Dark Skies, which will be celebrating its first birthday this September. It released via Solid State Records. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at SpinThoughts, and our website is TheSpinningThoughts.com. It's with great pleasure I get to share this interview Dan had recently with Fit for a King. And if you check out Dan's social media, I think he posted about having the opportunity to bless their touring rig after dan's got a lot uh, of interesting qualities to him and if you want to find out more you're just going to have to do the research because it is not going to be me that tells you anymore you can just dig into this interview dan had with fit for a king
2: hello hello dan boyer canadian contributor for spinning thoughts and i'm here with
3: fit for a king what's going on guys you know, just enjoying a nice Canadian summer.
4: About to rock, about to rock right now. A few hours, still so, like, gonna get some poutine. pretty soon, I think. I'm pretty
5: sure you've heard that probably like every time. Everyone's like, "Oh, that's your place of smokes, right?" That's the one you always want to yeah. go to. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Being in, you know, Canada.
6: That's all Americans want. Whenever you come
4: to Canada, want gravy and French fries. Yeah, absolutely.
2: You just want some gravy in, and French fries in, in Canada. Well, uh, you'll have some time to do that um, before, you're, before you're set. Thank you for taking some time uh, with us at Spinning Thoughts. And uh, um, I want to roll back right to the beginning of the band. Um, how did uh, Fit for a King materialize in, in the first place? Um, I'm the only
4: one from the beginning. Um, basically just a couple guys were in high school, wanted to play music together. There was no aspirations of doing this for a living. Um, started a band, we had a lot of... Um, half the band was from like my rival high school, not really popular. So we had a lot of following from their high school. And then years down the road, members changed, stuff like that. Um, yeah, they started they started to fade off and do their own thing, and that's kind of how like the original lineup all faded, I guess, I guess except for me. Right. But that, that's how we started, just in high school, uh, playing music in a garage, and then playing playing a lot of churches and, and like not actual music venues for a long time.
5: Yeah, the original a King lineup went on a run yeah. with um, Kirby and Bob's old band, and then that's how the two of them ended up linking up with the band. So once a few guys came and went. They brought on Bob and brought on Kirby, and that kind of made the band more serious. That was like, what, 2010? Yeah. 2011, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I guess a few years after that, signed to Solid State, got things moving some more.
2: So what was um, the inspiration for Fit for a King then, and what is it uh, now, all these years later, after, um, you know, lineup changes and... A decade goes by and 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 uh you know your your band is still here and still um still doing really well so what um what was the inspiration for the band at the beginning and and what is it what is it now
4: At the beginning there was just the love of music and the love of like friends wanting to play music together there was it was very simple there was no let's make money let's travel we didn't even care that that thought of traveling and playing music and and being a massive band never entered our conversation, you know, so just having fun with music. I think it was very simple, Um, but I'd say now, like we're really close as friends, like traveling and being together in a confined space can, you know, spark some friction and whatnot, but like we're, we're in such a good place right now. I think our, our goal is just to, to spread our message and like to spread our music around and have fun doing it.
2: Absolutely absolutely and so um talk to me a little bit about that experience of you know the the band begins new members join um there's there's a longevity to your band um and suddenly you're sitting on a like you're sitting in a huge bandwagon you're, you 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 know do have a following all all these things that weren't necessarily the goal or the intent at the at the beginning but here here you are all are now um so um what is that experience like and and um what are the the things you do to um stay uh humble or grounded in the in the midst of um, the success of, of the band.
3: Uh, we've had a, such a, sh- a slow climb compared to a lot of other artists, so uh, we've kind of taken it and absorbed every single step of the way, and we don't really take anything for granted because we know how rough it can be, and we've experienced years of that. And being in a bandwagon like this, it didn't feel like all of a sudden things just built slowly, slowly get bigger and bigger, and... uh I know some people I mean who doesn't want to just get big overnight that'd be so much easier than grinding for five years but I think it's built character for us because we know we it's like very firm in our heads what it was like to play awful shows for three plus years so even like if there's 200 people at a show we're like this is still so much better than it was
4: I was gonna say through member changes like the earlier part of your question. Um, a lot of people would think that it might be easy to find a member to play in a band that's touring full time. You know, find a bass player that would love to join your camp. We went through a lot of bass players before we found Tuck, our, our current bass player, and it's hard to find someone who wants it, who works that hard to get to that position, and is talented. Like, it just it's way harder than we thought. It's way harder. I think a lot of people think it is to find someone like that. So we're fortunate to have Tuck in the band, and um, but yeah, it's a long process to make that happen to find someone
2: like him absolutely and I think that's one of the behind the scenes things that um, you know people who just listen to music or enjoy the genre that you're part of or whatever might not necessarily think about or realize or uh, or see and yet here you guys are on the other side of of that um, having to um, contend with that kind of day-to-day today and and i'm i would think that um things would be different as the years go on and as um like you know some of you probably have families etc at at this point um which would like what's that like having being at this stage in in life and um being on the road you know it's kind of a different thing than like we're a bunch of kids from a high school that are going to Playing a band like that might be how it started, um, but that's not where you are now.
4: These guys give you the best answer they, they've toured single, they've toured broke. Now, they're like they're not broke, they're engaged, they're married. These guys are gonna give you the perfect answers.
6: Yeah, I I would just say, I mean, a big part of it is just turning this into a career as opposed to like a hobby where you're not coming home with any money. Like sure, whatever, like you're just dating girls in high school it's a little bit like they don't really care right so like whatever you have all these bills pay, and you, you know you have a house and all this stuff you have a, a spouse to look after like that really starts to change in the sense of um just you know obviously wanting to provide and stuff like that um it, it's so hard but i think a lot of our spouses and stuff um You know kind of knew that we were doing this before you know we ended up in the relationship kind of thing uh but it definitely takes a special kind of person to be able to deal with that kind of thing just being away for long periods of time and um yeah i mean the emotional side of things can can be tough but the um I guess the payoff is just, you know, being able to s- sustain ourselves on the road now, which helps tremendously. So
2: Absolutely.
5: The other thing to add is to it, it stinks for them when we're gone and it's definitely hard and it's hard for us to miss them, but I think now that we're able to do it and do it consistently as a career and a job we're happier as well, where if we didn't have this, if we were just doing a normal job at home, I don't know if we'd necessarily be as satisfied or be as good of partners as well. So I think it's it's kind of a full circle situation.
2: Yeah, it kind of works both ways.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard for everyone. It's easier, I think, for us, having like a support group because it's not like, you know, I'm the only one who has a serious partner or someone like that. Like we we all can kind of delve into it together. So that helps as well, you know. you asked how
3: it was different um, from when you're a teenager beyond relationships. You have to make money. So it's not when you're a kid, you just throw a shirt out at your table and you're like, cool, somebody bought a shirt today. It's like you have to start paying a lot more attention to where your money goes, how responsibly you spend your money are people buying merch today we have a certain goal we have to hit because we have to bring in this much or my wife's gonna be really mad uh it's once you have responsibilities and bills it's like all the fun and not thinking about because none of us thought about money whenever i first joined or bob or hardly we didn't even think about it that hard when tuck first joined we didn't
5: have that much <laughs> yeah, we, just knew we were
3: broke and we would go home and have to work some jobs and yeah now that we've dove in and we're gone so much that we can't just get jobs and fortunately the band makes enough for us to to sustain but that involves a lot of paying attention a lot of focusing on on money going in money going out do we need to promote our our merch store how's our how are we doing in merch tonight and what's the turnout of this show are we going to hit back end and it took,
4: it took us a while to kind of figure out I'll call it an equation to make all that happen and we still like work hard to make it better um, but I think we we are at a point where we're happy now and we're, we're just loving music I think like you asked at the beginning what was the most fun I think just playing music in general then we had that weight of now we have to make money we have to provide for ourselves for them for their wives and fiancés like um, we're, we're in, just enjoying playing music again and providing for our families at the same time. So we're in a really good spot. We're happy. Um, yeah, we're stoked.
2: Nice. Nice. But again, those are some of the, um, behind the scenes things that again, the average music fan might not necessarily think, think about, um, you know, like I'm sure that, uh, where the band is now, um, even when you, uh, design your merchandise, for example, you have to think about that it's not just like oh one one cut like it's what what do our fans See, like
4: we had this design that we had for warp tour 2017 i thought it was sick it had like an eagle on it, it looks super 80s which i'm a fan of like the 80s style and like all the band guys came up and got we we give we give our friends shirts you know we gave That's them all the one that like. one design no one from the crowd really bought it friends so it. just like just like ryan said like it's all about your, your demographic, who you're selling to. It's like you're not the, the one. You're not the
3: ones buying the shirt, <laughs> so it's...
4: Yeah, the things that we like very typically are not
6: the things that our fans <laughs> <laughs> will like. I feel like, um, I don't know, I guess maybe that's just different tastes as far as just like maybe being a little bit older than some of our fans are. Right? Who knows, but yeah, that's typically how it goes. Yeah.
2: And it would be, I think, a very different thing too than like when you're starting out... And designing your merchandise, like a a two color shirt is like splurging, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as opposed to like black on white or white on black or whatever, right? Um, but it's uh, I would think from what from what you're saying, um, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> you know, now
4: back in the day, the first design that we ever did, we had a buddy who was just artsy, and he had a stencil and stenciled like our you know FFAK onto a t-shirt. In the next show, we were we were planning on reordering, but our singer at the time surprised us and got some white shirts with black ink on there. We were we were freaking out because we had our name printed onto a t-shirt. So, definitely crazy thinking about some of the crappy <laughs> designs that we had before. Now we just order thousands of
3: shirts before every tour and with 20 colors. Yeah, he had like 35 boxes at his house each box had like 200 something shirts in it and we just don't blink an eye we're like all right just get it in the trailer somehow yeah
2: (laughs) yeah so not only does the band evolve over time but so too do um really when it comes down to it the um uh whether we like to talk about it in these terms or not really so too do the um do the business practices because you have to you have more than just yourself to think about Mm
5: -hmm. most bands these days are essentially glorified merchandising companies so where that's just how we make our living our music really isn't worth anything anymore sadly a million streams on Spotify is good for about 4,500 bucks which you know between a bunch of people and the record label and management and you know all that gets dwindled down and uh, you know it's definitely tough so this is all we have to make our living off i mean obviously guarantees and all that is very important as well but the merchandise really makes
2: or breaks uh you know how we're able to live so yeah it's uh the way that music is delivered has changed too and so your band has had to adapt to to that over over time because as you say it's uh streaming is uh not a lucrative thing well,
5: i was talking to my dad about it recently and i was like man like imagine if we were this band in this position doing what we're doing but in the early 2000s Ooh. we'd be crushing it you know so it's just a big difference because we would have had something that was worth value plus the merchandise and now that's all we really have anymore
4: well, another aspect is when bands start out like our story as we started in high school playing music. I mean, all of us are kind of in different bands, but when we started out, it was just, you're playing music, you're not, you're not finding business majors to know how to make the right kind of branding or anything like that, so once you start out and making some sort of headway and some sort of steam, then at some point you're like, okay, like we have to figure out the business side of things, which some people are not equipped to do. So that's where you have bands fall apart, that's how you have members leave, you know, so that's kind of how that, Um, split
2: starts. Absolutely. I've seen that so many times where, you know, a band comes to a certain level and there's all these new demands that go along with being a musician and, you know, and, and, and some people say, okay, done. And and that's okay. Like that is what it is. But, but, um, it, it just speaks to, um, so much that goes on behind the scenes, um, in, terms of, um, you know, hopefully making the band successful that, that the average person doesn't ne- maybe necessarily see or, or appreciate how, um, challenging it is to be constantly adapting, you know, for those, for those purposes. So, um, to shift gears just, uh, slightly, um, I, I don't want to, uh, you know have the conversation about like are you a christian band or christians in a band or you know and like you know i'm not gonna do the like you know they're the hardcore version of dc talk because obviously you're you know not <laughs> not that, that, we're not, yeah, that <laughs> but uh, although we did grow up on dc talk um but some
4: of you did some of us yeah I not the northern not, yeah
5: yeah once you cross that Mason-Dixon, you know we just didn't. Uh, my family was not into that. I mean, we were religious. We went to church, but we listened to like Soundgarden and Salt and Peppa. We didn't listen to DC Talk or other. I don't know. Only Christian band I really. See. He
4: likes it. Oh yeah. No, I listened
5: to like Five Iron Frenzy was a good Christian they band. They were the best. I was into Life in Your Way. That was like an early melodic hardcore band like from my it. area. Come on. Yeah. yeah, Switchfoot was cool But, you know,
1: it's alright
5: You know, I like it more now than I did then, I think Except for that one song that was on the radio Because that made everyone want to play guitar to
1: live. Yeah <laughs>
5: Well, my My high school economics teacher Was the first manager Of um, Five Iron And Switchfoot And then, yeah. like, wow. ended up not Pursuing music business and I obviously worked out well for the other bands and now he's an economics teacher and he was a great economics teacher. So it worked out well for him too.
2: Nice. But, yeah. Nice. So, but my, my question around that is, um, you know, it's not, are you a Christian band? Are you Christians in a band? Like I, it's, that's beside the point. The question, um, the, my question around, around this whole thing though is, um, how how does the Christian faith um, influence your music um, in in 2019?
3: Um, I've always said I liked uh, it. It was different when I was younger, but now I don't write a song or lyrics. I don't think any of us do and say, I'm going to make this a Christian <laughs> song. You just write, and sometimes, since you are a Christian, it kind of pops up here and there through the lyrics, but... Like, only one song on our new record, I would say, has, like, Christian... Overly yeah, theme, Christian lyrics, which is Oblivion. And, yeah, yeah, it's just not like... So I always, when people are like, are you a Christian man? I'm like, I don't feel... It doesn't feel fair saying we're a Christian band, because that's not my intention when I write music. It just kind of happens every now and then.
2: Based on who you are.
3: Yeah.
5: There has been some more christian um music throughout our discography for sure like some albums have more of a faith-based influence like creation destruction or slave to nothing but i think as we've grown up it's not that we're any more disconnected from faith it's just that there's a lot going on in the world and in our lives and we're just in a different place where now that we do have to like be adults and really be a part of this world we have more things that are concerning us consistently rather than just, you know, living at home and like going to church and thinking about, you know, what life was going to be like. Well, life is here and we're experiencing it. So we have a lot more to say than just that. I don't think that, I think we are Christians in a band. Yeah. We all are men of faith. We just aren't, Oh, we, you know, we're not always a Christian band because not every song, like Kirby said, is faith-based.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And yet, um, and I'm speaking... Personally here, um, one of the things that gives me uh, hope personally is that there are still people like yourselves, there are still bands like Fit for a King that um, don't apologize for their Christian faith and yet at the same time um, make amazing Music, uh, regardless of what the theme of a particular song happens to so you happens have to be. To
4: apologize for something that you believe in.
2: Absolutely, Absol- absolutely, um and and so knowing that um, knowing that your band um, exists, um, you know, believe believes the the Christian message and yet makes um, sick music. Uh, for me personally, that is something that. Um, that, that gives me hope do you face um uh challenges be because of that at all or are the majority of people like in my own in my own life um everyone knows what my jam is and what i like in our local scene or whatever knows what my jam is what i what i believe etc um and generally everybody's you know pretty laid back about it and cool and what have you um what's your experience of of that been
3: i think if you're respectful of other people's beliefs they'll be respectful of yours just don't shove stuff in people's face and they're
2: 100 cool. percent. yeah absolutely i'm
3: sure there's a band or two out there that i mean i know i'm not going to say names our agent has said that there's bands out there that have definitely taken a pause like aren't they a christian band when it comes to taken us out on tour but I don't feel like it's like held us back ever.
4: Yeah, The, the thing that's frustrating for me about that is some people will say oh we're a Christian man or oh we're a preachy band um, first off we don't really preach at all you know what I mean but secondly like there are tons of bands who have these long messages during their set that talk politics or talk about whatever they have that they're passionate about but or, no one no one yep, gives them flack. against religion <laughs> They talk against religion but no one gives them flack for having these long preachy things towards whatever topic they have you know so I think that's unfair but that doesn't necessarily from happening you know the funny part
5: about a lot of those bands too is um, I'll notice a lot of bands who will say that they you know are anti-religion think the whole thing is stupid and then in their songs they'll be talking about like I am the demon I'll send you to hell," and all this stuff and it's like yo, you're using the references like you can't I thought you didn't believe in that don't Yeah. You know, just don't, don't keep using the references. If you don't believe in that stuff, like, you know, if it's just silly and stupid to you, then like stick to it. Be, be consistent as Dennis Reynolds would say, Be be
6: consistent.
2: I hear you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I'm trying to remember now I reviewed your record. It was very good. Um, recently released within the last year, remind me, October of last year. Um, and so um in in support of your new record um what is what is the plan
3: just continual uh touring or uh, a lot of touring coming up we have a tour that's really dying in europe after this one uh we have a, fall, a support tour doing in the fall that'll be announced in august and then we're going to do another headliner early 2020 in the u.s and then another one in europe And then hopefully some Australia sprinkled in and some other places.
4: uh, excluding we're going to the studio. Yeah, January of next year. So like we have a lot going on, and we're trying to stay busy while we have some, you know, what we think really good momentum. Yeah.
2: So touring and uh, and studio time booked, and uh, lots of things um, uh, on the on the horizon. For uh, for fit for a king. Well, thank you so much for taking some time here uh, with us at uh, at spinning thoughts. And um, just before we wrap, is there um, anything else that you'd like
3: to add? Uh, just to anyone listening, thank you for caring about our band.
2: Awesome. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll look for uh, we'll look for tour announcements on. Uh, your socials which uh, tours will be announced soon uh, all the way into 2020 uh, thank you again and uh, till next time we will share music and spread love thanks guys thanks, man. so that
0: was dan's conversation with fit for a king he recently attended their performance and got the chance to sit down with them Their latest album, Dark Skies, is celebrating its first birthday this September. It released last year via Solid State Records. You can check it out on any streaming platform. Thank you, Fit for a King, for being here for episode 183. I also want to say thank you to In Case We Crash for lending your song, Misty May I. Their new release is out everywhere, August the 9th. It's titled Acoustic Education. By the time you're listening to this, it's probably already out, and you should go and listen. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at SpinThoughts. Our website is TheSpinningThoughts.com, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following monday we'll be back here same time same place until next time make sure you share music spread love
1: the end is calling